Hey, my good friends, it is another episode of Holistic Hearts. I am Kristen Chadwick, your host and your transformational spirit-empowered coach, and I'm so glad that you are here. This is going to be a fun episode. It is another edition of Moms in the Middle, where there are a group of us moms that love to come around and talk about topics that are relevant to right now, today, and today is no exception. We talk about simple solutions and practical ways to find more joy in our motherhood. I know that this conversation with my good friend Katie Lynn and some others was just so special to know, especially that I'm not alone. And there was some great feedback all around. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. And again, if you ever are wanting to join us live for a mom's in the middle, please check us out on one of our Facebook groups. You can find it on my Facebook group, which is mind, body, spirit, holistic, holistic faith for moms. And you can find that link down below, or you can find the list of all the other moms that are a part of this group in their groups as well. They bring so much value and I am so honored to have met these beautiful women and to be a part of an online community that is all about lifting each other up and being real and being authentic with each other. And in the background, there's always hope. There's always hope. So hope you are encouraged by this today. And I also wanted to let you know, I'm going to put a little bit of an ad on here. It's my first ad. So listen up and enjoy the rest of this Moms in the Middle podcast. Hey, did you know that I'm about to hit 100 episodes, you guys, on Holistic Hearts? 100. So what I would love to do is I'm inviting you, my Holistic Hearts tribe, to come and join me for a live recording of my 100th episode. And I would love to hear what you have learned in these last 100 episodes, what has touched your heart, what has transformed your relationship with yourself, with God, with others. Bring it on. I would love to bring together this community as a party to celebrate and to just connect and hear your stories. So if you are interested, feel free to send me an email to say, I am interested on being on this live show. It will be aired on Holistic Hearts as the 100th episode. And what a gift it would be for everybody who listens to hear how this has impacted you. So send me an email, shoot me a text, find me on Instagram or on Facebook and let me know, are you interested? I would love to have you. Welcome sister friends to this moms in the middle talk. We're so excited that you're here today. We've got a handful of us mamas on may or may not have a couple more of the moms join us. We'll see how that plays out. But anyway, let's get down to business today. So in a recent moms in the middle talk, we discussed ways to help our kids be the light in a dark world. It was such a great conversation. And so today we're flipping the script and we're focusing on the mamas. We're going to be chatting about some simple solutions and practical ways to find more joy in motherhood, because let's be honest, it's not always sunshine and rainbows on this motherhood journey, right? 
And as much as we adore our kids, motherhood can sometimes feel heavy and messy and even lonely. But I really do believe that there are some things that we can do to up the joy factor within our families and our homes. So that's the conversation that we want to bring to the table today. If you're new around here, welcome. We're the moms in the middle. We're a collaboration of six Jesus-loving, real-life mamas who do not have it all together. <laughs> but we're so <laughs> we're so here for it anyway. Every week, we're showing up as our authentic selves to talk about our struggles, as well as solutions, and how our Heavenly Father is so good and faithful to meet us in the middle of it all. So good. So before we dive into today's content, let's meet the mamas. Kristen, you want to say hello? Sure. Hello. I am Kristen Chadwick, and I am the host of Holistic Hearts podcast. I am a spirit empowerment coach. And what that means is I come alongside and I help you if you're feeling numb or disconnected to your heart and to the father or to Jesus, or if you're just checking off boxes, I help come alongside and say, Hey, how can we dig into those deep desires of your heart that are tucked, tucked way deep down. So that is what I do. And I love it. So I'm glad I'm here. Yay. I love that, Kristen. Thank That's you. That's so cool. So yeah, I'm Michelle Porterfield, host of the Set Free Sisterhood podcast, which I have to say hit 10,000 downloads today. So I'm going to choose to celebrate. You know, we got to celebrate those milestones. Sometimes we in life, even as moms, we set goals and we, we get them and we're like, yay. And then we move right on. And sometimes we really forget to sit and sit in that gratitude and celebrate. So I'm, I'm choosing to be intentional and doing that today. And I really help women ditch the wine witch and get control back and thrive alcohol free because um, it's the best, most amazing life. Life is 50-50 and it will be if you're drinking, it will be if you're not drinking, but I'm telling you when you are clear and you're focusing on what God has for your calling, you can really um, have that foundation. So I love helping women walk through that journey. So thanks for letting me be here. We love this stuff. So good, sweet sisters. So there are six of us in the group and sometimes some of us are able to show up. Sometimes all of us show up, but I'm so grateful for this group of mamas and how the Lord brought us all together and how everybody brings something different to the table, a different perspective, a different personality. We've got some that are funny, some that are laid back, but everybody brings this just deep, rich, beautiful wisdom to the group and a heart to serve you. So I guess I should intro myself. Most of you probably know me. I'm Katie Hedrick. Katie, I go by Katie Lynn here in the mama group, but I'm an intentional living coach for Jesus loving mamas. And I love to help women grow in wisdom, walk in freedom through Jesus and help them live joy-filled lives by designing their lives with great intention instead of just floating along by default. So that's what I do. So let's dive on into what we have to talk about today. I'm really excited. Actually, this is funny. I'm selfishly excited to hear about the struggles that you girls are going through <laughs> as moms. So let's dive on in. What is currently sucking the joy out of motherhood for you? What's making you feel like a less than mom right now? Let's share about the messy middle that we're in right now. Mm. Oh, I'll jump in. I think for me, what's sucking the joy out of motherhood has to be the schedule 
I I'm so tired of talking about the schedule um, that, yeah, <laughs> that, that about sucks the life out of me. Um, just even last night, my husband and I typically have a, a walking date while our kids are at soccer and for 45 minutes, we had to sit down and talk about our schedule next week, like literally together minute by minute, like this is going this way and she's going this way. She has a ride home. She's going to go to their house for dinner because we're going out of town, my husband and I, but we have come to this place of, um, I think the awareness of like, this can't be all of our conversation. And so when we get too far into the nitty gritty of schedule and structure and plan without actually having a conversation about real heart things, um, that's when I feel my tank going real low. And that's what I was going to, when I was thinking about this question was if my tank is low, my joy is low personally, it totally bleeds out into every aspect. Like I'm not fully present with my kids. I'm just here to drive the car. I'm just here to make the dinner. I'm not engaging. Um, because at some point in the day I've disconnected to myself and I'm just walking through the motions like, and that is such a red flag for me. Um, as far as when I feel that joy kind of being sucked right out. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really relatable. Let's go just a little deeper into that. What specifically is it about the schedule? Is it the busyness, the craziness, the fact that you don't have time for yourself with your husband that you're pulled in every direction? Like what's the most specific part of the scheduling thing that's sucking out your joy? That's a great question. I think because in my deepest desires, I love adventure. And when we're tied down to a schedule and we're, um, you know, like we have to do it this way, I feel like there's a part of me that gets thrown away of like, nope, I can't just spur the moment be like, Hey kids, let's go on a bike ride. Um, or, you know, make dinner with my husband while our kids just play or, you know, and I think, um, I think that's, that's really at the root of it is it takes a piece of who I am and created to, to be, it feels like that is disconnected of kind of a free spirit. And, um, yeah, so you definitely have an awesome awareness around that. You know, it's so wild. This is one of the number one things and we do mom coaching, this is probably like the number one thing that people are like, mamas are like, I'm totally overwhelmed and stressed out with my schedule and there's no time for anything. Mm. so let's dump all the problems out on the table first then we'll move to solutions so michelle what are you struggling with right now in motherhood yeah i love that we can um really just be honest and open and pour it out because i don't know about you ladies but a lot of times as a coach and as someone that does help people find solutions sometimes i try to guard my real stuff right and i'm like well, I don't want to really say this is an issue because I know that I have a solution for the issue and I know it's my mindset. So <laughs> I just want to put that out there because that's the struggle sometimes. But the reason why we are here, part of the reason why we are here as the women that we are is so that we can be relatable. 
and not seem like we have it all together. So I just want to say that. Um, I was listening to you, Kristen, and I was like, you know, for me, there's, there's this piece of me that I, I love a schedule. Like I thrive off of programming. But on my other side of that is my biggest struggle of what's sucking the joy is the, the loop, the same old, same old. And then I think that also goes with the adventure. Like, you know, it's like, good grief. Here we go. Same in, day in, day out, same routine. Even though the schedule's a little different and they have activities, but then part of it too is like, really, do I have to tell you again to do your chores? You have a list on your door, go look at it. Oh, I forgot. Was it my turn to do that? Or, you know, those things, those just repetitive things. Those are, those are mama joy sucking. And then for me, most recently, because of my own personal schedule, I am, you know, I'm working from home a little more, so I see more, but yet I'm not here to clean up after everyone. I will say I do not enjoy cooking. I just do it because it's required sometimes. I do have a solution for that for y'all that I have figured out. Um, We'll talk about that in a minute, but it's the mess. Like I walk into my daughter's bathroom and it's just messy. Yeah, it's just crap everywhere and like stuff on the floor. And when's the last time she's cleaned her toilet and like, but then there's that part of me that's like, I don't, I know this is going to be gone soon and it's going to be clean and she's not going to be in there. So I refrain from nagging. So I know I don't want to do that, you know? And then I'm like, okay, but still, how can I get her to clean up more? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So there you go. Okay. That's, this is so real life. This is what, this is like my favorite part about this group is we're so real life. Like we are so in the messy middle, like everyone's dealing with this stuff. You're not alone. We're not alone. Those of you watching, you're not alone. Everyone watching is like, yes, amen. Yes. That's my life. Those are my kids. Right. So my biggest struggle right now is definitely when my kids do not act upon things that I have taught them or instilled into them. And here's like the number one example, the biggest value that I hold and that I teach to my family is honor. It's the golden rule. It's treating other people, how you want to be treated. And so any time that they are not treating each other with honor, which is definitely sometimes happening, it makes me feel like a failure. Mm. It makes me, it like, it triggers me to look backwards and think like, obviously I didn't do that right. I'm not doing this or that right. I didn't teach them that the right way or well enough, or else they wouldn't be arguing and dishonoring each other. And so it's like, it, it triggers me to look back and like, be really aware and overly critical of my own shortcomings and probably not even truthful with myself because Honestly, like in all honesty, the truth is I'm a good mom and you're a good mom. And those of you watching, you guys are, you're great moms. You're great moms. But so often we're like battling the mom guilt, feeling like, you know, like a less than mom, like we're screwing our kids up. Like, obviously our kids are not going to grow up to be, you know, productive, successful (laughs) adults, because we're obviously we're screwing them up. Right. (laughs) Because we're like, that's what we're thinking in our heads, which is not the truth, which I know that we've got to be reminding, you know, and renewing our minds with the truth. But 
for me, that's what it is. It's something triggers me, something that I've taught my kids, something that they're not following through on something that I've worked so hard to instill in them. And then boom, this situation happens. It triggers me to look backwards, blow my shortcomings out of proportion and feel like a total failure as a mom. So do you girls relate to that at all? Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's, it's extra heavy because my situation growing up with my parents, um, being divorced when I was five years old, it was me and my brother. So I was five. My brother was eight. When that happened, we became best friends, super close. We became each other's allies. We became each other's ride or die. Like we still are to this day. Like we became each other's everything. And I, I could not count on one hand, the number of times that my brother and I fought or argued, we were just basically trying to survive and do and do it together. Right. As we kind of went through all this and one parent's house to the other and all this stuff. And, and so I'm always like comparing the way that my kids are arguing to the way that my brother and I did not argue. And I'm like, clearly I'm failing. <laughs> clearly I'm failing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I resonate with that. I'm in the way of <clears throat> like, even just this week, I, I had to call my mom. Cause I was like, how do I get my kids to stop comparing themselves to each other? And like feeling like a failure in the fact that I haven't expressed enough affirmation into each of my kids and their own identity. Like that's even a, a joy sucker right there. Cause you're like, Oh man, like, don't you see what I've already said? <laughs> I know we question and like the mom guild is heavy and real and is like, dang it. We just want to do this mom thing faithfully, dutifully, diligently, right? Like we just, man, we want to raise our kids with the love and the joy of Jesus. And it's like, sometimes I feel like we almost expect like that and almost like perfection out of our kids. And anything less than that, which dang, I feel like I'm coaching myself right now. It's like, come on, like anything less than that. Right. And then we're considering that a failure. And it's like, girl, that's not even real life. Like we all fall short, right? Like we, none of us are perfect. No, not one. We should do a talk on breaking up with perfectionism. Yeah, for sure. I do want to, I want to speak up because I know I'm not the only mom out here listening to this and going, I don't really struggle with mom guilt like that. It's just not a thing for me. Um, now I have moments of different things, but like when I see that happening, I'm really just annoyed and I'm like, you guys know better. And this is a bunch of crap. Let's go separate until you can figure out how to hang out, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then I really try to treasure those moments of like when they finally say something that I've been saying for three years, (laughs) probably a few months, but you know, I know how that is. Cause you're just like, Oh my gosh, are they getting it? Are they getting it? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I will tell you too, community is key because I've been a hairstylist for 17 years. I have had the privilege to talk to so many women in every single stage of their life. And when I'm, you know, just having conversation just to hear them like, Oh yeah, that's totally like my kids argued all the time too. And now they're best friends as adults. Oh, of course your two youngest argue they're nine months apart. And then he showed up out of the blue light. And so they're like twins. And, you know, I think that's what's helped me even over what, you know, a lot of times our husbands may not get it as much or they don't understand. They come from a different perspective, but like, for me, the key too is like, the more I know that we, we are struggling in the same sense that just gives me even more peace. Mm-hmm. So 
yes, I have moments of frustration of like, am I not, how am I not getting through to them and things like that? And then part of me, like, I know they know. And so I just let them, let them hash it out sometimes. And then eventually they, they come back around and apologize. So it depends on the ages too. Girl, you just dropped a massive solution as we transition into that. You're like, yes, you like went there with like flying colors. You're spot on community Mm. as moms, as we're in the trenches, which is what the moms in the middle talks are all about is community. And just knowing that we're not in this thing alone, like just hearing that other moms are struggling with the things that we're struggling with. That fills my bucket. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, it just with all truth and honesty, just knowing I'm not the only one walking through this and we're all in it together and we're all doing our best together. That fills my bucket. That community is a solution. Right. Mm -hmm. And another thing for me, (laughs) I feel like I'm sure you girls relate as coaches. Do you ever feel like the Lord speaks through you to speak to you? Yes. All the time. Yes, and I mean, I'm always talking about how our rear view mirror is smaller than our front windshield. Because if we're driving the car and we're staring in the rear view mirror, we're going to crash the car. We are called to fix our eyes forward on the road, the path the Lord has set ahead of us, right? Instead of looking backwards. So like when I'm triggered and I start looking backwards with 2020 vision, or skewed vision saying, yep, I failed. Yep. I sucked. Like, obviously I did it wrong. It's like, girl, your front windshield is so much bigger than your rear view mirror. (laughs) And God, like over and over again, he's like, you keep saying that on the podcast. Like, why aren't you implementing that in your own life? (laughs) So good. Let's talk about solutions on scheduling. This is such a big one for moms. Mm. Such a big one for moms. Michelle, what are your thoughts on this? You are so wisdom filled. I feel like you have some great coaching questions around this or some wisdom to share here. Um, well, I think the biggest thing with the solutions is, um, you want me to talk about my food solution? I was talking about scheduling, but yeah, actually, before we forget, do that, talk about the food and then we'll go to the crazy schedules. Yeah, for sure. Cause I really felt like that was one of the big things that was really sucking the joy out, especially after being home for so long during the shutdown and like food was just like, for some reason needed to be prepared all day. And the kitchen was just constantly turning. And I just was like, God, man, this just gets old. I don't enjoy this. And, um, so my daughter is almost 12. I have an older one too, but she's super busy with her things. And she has started getting into baking and then cooking and things like that. So, basically we, this didn't just happen overnight. I just really discovered like that. She enjoyed that. And she, and like, when I say she wants to do it, she's like, no, get out of the kitchen. I don't want help. (laughs) You have to give her enough time. So I was like, how can we make this simple? So I started ordering the hello fresh meals and we do two to three a week. So the cool thing is, is you can choose your menu. Everything comes all in a kit and there's a big recipe card. And so I just say, here you go. And she cooks it. And I give her $10 a meal towards her allowance. 
That's win, amazing. Win. That is so oh good. That's the solution. <laughs> Sign That's me up. Cool. <laughs> For real. So it helps because she enjoys it. She's getting paid. I can schedule around that because I'm usually on calls or other things happening. And so I know which night she's cooking and then we can just fill in the other nights. So that is such a practical way to set up your daughter and your family for success. That is amazing. Genius. My brain is going now. Like (laughs) my son could do that. You know, I was even thinking as you were saying that, which the HelloFresh idea is awesome, but just a practical solution here, us investing the time in our kids and helping teach them to cook. If that's an interest for them and nurturing their interest and implementing that into how that can help the family as a whole. Yeah. That's a practical solution. And they can start helping at even at a young age. I mean, little bitty ones can help pull the socks out of the clean laundry, right? They can pull all the socks out. They can lay, I mean, at a very young age, we can begin equipping our kids to help, to help pitch in and help out the family and work in their strengths and nurture their interest and use that in a way that helps the family as a whole. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if we can really tell ourselves and realize that we don't have to do it all at once and that yes, a lot of times, especially my personality, it's like, oh, I just rather do it myself. It's faster. So to really realize that, you know, if I take the time to show them, then I can release it and allow them to take that over, but to just be intentional and not feel like, you know, you're listening to this. You're like, hot dog next week. I'm going to have him cooking and her doing this. And just, you know, I suggest taking it one thing at a time and just see how it goes. Yeah. It's a process for sure. This whole motherhood thing is a journey. (laughs) It's a growth journey. (laughs) And we're all living and learning as we go, right? Yep. Let's let's transition into talking about the schedule. I'm like so interested in this because this is such a thing for so many moms. I know the overwhelm, the feeling like the schedule is jam-packed, feeling like they don't have time for their self or their marriage or whatever else. Kristen, is there anything that you have been doing or what have you been doing that's working or worked so far to help alleviate some of that problem? Have you made any progress on that problem in any way? And how have you done so? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me has been to learn to delegate. I think for so long, I carried most of the weight of home life. And especially now as a a multi-entrepreneur, I have just as much a job as my husband. So um, the coming together and thankfully my husband is very on board with helping and, um, and just being able to communicate, like, what can you do? What can I do? What's realistic? What's something that we need to delegate and find carpool. That was one thing in, in my own work with my own coach, she was like, Hey, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And for me, I had to get over that. Um, but I feel so bad. And she, and for me to hear her validate saying there's somebody waiting to help somebody and actually blesses them knowing that they can help in a tangible way. Um, and so that little mindset shift had to happen for me to be like, okay, if I ask for help, then it's actually not as, um, heavy as I think it would be for somebody else. And that they have total right to say, no, I can't. Um, 
So I say delegate is probably the number one in communication with my husband, with my kids, especially my teen. Um, like last night, it was a conversation of, Hey, I need you to figure out how you're getting home from football. She's a team manager for the football team. So she, I need you to figure out how to get home from football team management Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, cause we're not going to be here. And, and you know, your schedule more than I know your schedule right now. And so I think those just little things of like, you're old enough to, to figure this out. I don't have to be totally in charge. I just need to be aware of what's happening, <laughs> you know, and allowing even my youngest, um, the twins that are 10, like, Hey, I don't have to walk them home every day from school. Like that is a, is a gift that if I get to go do that, but if I have some stuff, I need to tie up for work to actually be done with work for the day. It's okay. If I let them come home for 15 minutes by themselves, and they probably are not going to walk with me anyway, at this point, I'm usually like the hi, And then they would just walk right by and like, here, mom, hold my instrument. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Those are awesome solutions. So I was thinking when you were talking about delegating, which is totally music to my ears. Like, I love that. I love that. We talk a lot about that. I was thinking about the Proverbs 31 woman, how, first of all, she wasn't a real woman. She's a guideline for how to live our life in a honorable, effective, and biblical way, but also how she delegated. It mm -hmm. says in Proverbs 31 that she had servants. She had people who helped her. She knew how to delegate, right? And communicate. Like you were talking about, those two things are huge. Communication, we, people are not going to know how to help us if we are not communicating how and where we need the help. Mm-hmm. And I think on the flip side of all of that, the whole delegate delegation and communication piece, I'm reminded of the biblical law that we reap what we sow. So it's great. And we should be asking for help and we should be delegating. We also, as we can, should be offering help because there are Absolutely. all the other mamas out there who are in the same boat as us. Right. And actually one thing I've seen my little sister, I've seen her do this swap with a friend, like they'll one of them will have the kids at their house and one of them will have the kids at their house. I'm like, that's genius. Like that's community. That's, that's delegating. That's all of it at its finest, right? Like that's efficiency. That's like, that's a great solution. So that came to mind. And then for me, as I was talking about the whole feeling like a failure, looking backwards, things triggering me and all this stuff, I've learned that not only do I need to keep my eyes fixated forward and on the Lord, obviously, but on the wins, I feel and for somebody who's typically most usually a positive person, I'm like, this is, this is a good reminder, like focus on the wins and catch your kids doing good things, good and honorable things and compliment them when they're doing those things and compliment yourself when your kids are doing those things. Like, Hey, I'm actually a good mom. Like, look, they're doing what I've taught them. So for me, it's, it's been a, a, um, a matter of kind of like really shifting, redirecting my thoughts, focusing on the wins right? There are situations obviously where we have to discipline and work through it. And that's a whole nother conversation, disciplining God's way where you discipline them out of love. And then you let them know you discipline them because you love them. And that's the model that God teaches us. And that's the model that God uses with us too. But yeah, focusing on the wins and, and focusing forward and focusing on the Lord, obviously those have been, um, 
really practical solutions for me in my motherhood journey. So I have one more thing I want to run by you girls as we close it out today. We'll just keep today short and sweet. So one more thing, let's, let's chat about some practical ways that you find or create joy in your motherhood journey. Well, let me jump in real quick and I'll dive into that question. I want to give the listeners a good question to, to map out in their journals as it relates to good mom. So I want you to write down, you know, what are the characteristics of a good mom to you? And I want you to think outwardly of like, okay, so what, how would you describe that? And then when you do that, I want you to take some time to go back and look and see how many of those you really probably do fit in that category because we all kind of know what that looks like. You know, we care for our kids and we, you know, we sacrifice for them and we love on them. So I, I wanted to really highlight that because, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of women before that, that, that can feel heavy because of a limiting belief. So, um, and as I answer that, what do I do to create joy? Honestly, I've talked about this before on here, but I've really just learned what I need to fuel my tank and to really create variety and have fun. And a lot of times it is just, um, it's listening to music and it's turning on a tune that I know that will shift my mood immediately because music is very powerful in my body. Um, it's, you know, getting outside in the sunshine and feeling it on my skin. It's, you know, creating the connection time with a girlfriend and having a good, deep conversation because I thrive off of that. I thrive off of a very, like, I love to like get curious and have intellectual conversations. And I love to like connect with a human. And sometimes in mom life, whether you're, you know, at your job and you can connect somewhat, or, you know, our spouse is not designed to be everything for that. They might not be capable of that kind of deep conversation and it might not be a good match for that. So just knowing really what I need to add that spark of joy. And then when we can, as it relates to like family stuff, there are seasons where, you know, we do try to get out and go do something fun. Even if it's like, Hey guys, y'all want to go run, get an ice cream or, you know, let's go walk this trail or things like that. It was actually a little easier for us when they were younger. Now people have, they all have their things. So I would love to hear, um, you know, even for, from you, Kristen, cause I know you have some older ones. We all both have some older ones, but of things that you can add into the mix. Cause I'm going to be honest with you too. And I know we're on the solution section, but sometimes it's just not fun to take them everywhere. Cause it's like mm-hmm. complaining and arguing. So sometimes I'm like, you know, is it even worth going anywhere? Mm-hmm. So yeah. What y'all think about that? Oh, I feel that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that's real. I would say too, uh, you know, as far as, um, how do I bring back joy? Um, I think for me, it's the one-on-one with my kids, um, and really seeing them connecting with them face-to-face is a big deal. Um, and sometimes I get that with my oldest going to and from, and she is my talker. I mean, she loves to tell a story 10 ways till Sunday. Like, I I mean, it's like, Oh my Lord, I know every detail about 
what happened at school today? <laughs> and sometimes it's overload for me. So, so I have to be really, um, cognizant to not check out and like really hear her heart behind it. Um, so it's almost like a, I have to almost have a reminder to be present with her. Um, and laughing is huge. I love laughing and my kids know they, I mean, I giggle all the time. And so like, they'll tell me a funny joke and that usually will break something just that like mundane ugh, kind of feeling. Um, and music is huge too. It is huge in my own heart. And I mean, once they were little and it was chaos, we would turn on worship and, and like change the atmosphere in that way. And now it's more of like, they are like, mom, listen to this song. And like, dang, that's a really good song. And then the next one will be like, well, I have a song to show you. And, and that brings me so much joy because I've watched music be such a game changer from when they were very little to now, even as almost 15 and her, you know, being like, listen to this song. And so I love that. <laughs> You girls are so awesome. Those are awesome practical tips. Yeah. And the music thing, I like that you both spoke to that. We have done that too around dinner time. It seems to be like at least at our house dinner time, everybody's getting hungry. Everybody's tired. I've heard it called the witching hour before. I don't know if you girls have ever heard that term, but everybody's starting to get cranky. And we've had moments where that dishonor is happening. The kids are arguing and I have done the same thing. I will turn on worship music. I'm like, let's put on our Jesus music. And it change. It does. It changes the atmosphere. There's something very powerful about music. So it's cool, cool that you girls spoke to that. You guys are so full of wisdom. Oh my gosh, Michelle, you're always about awareness. And you're like, knowing what brings us joy is huge. Knowing what brings our children joy is huge. And then Kristen being really intentional about that time, spending that time together and speaking to what fills our kids bucket with joy. Like that can just spark and create so much joy in the whole family, right? Like I'm all about the joy. Joy is my GM over here. <laughs> so for me, I feel like, well, I'm always saying love is actually spelled T I M E. Mm. And so just like you were talking about Kristen with like the one-on-ones and intentionally spending that time together, that really sparks joy for us and makes my kids feel loved and secure is just spending time with them. And sometimes that literally looks like nothing more than setting a 10 minute timer. And I know 10 minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider your own day and the last time that you intentionally spent any time with your kids, 10 minutes mm -hmm. can be a really big deal that can spark a lot of joy. So it's like leaving your phone in the other room taking 10 intentional minutes and spending that time with your kids doing whatever they want to do, or just having a conversation, right. Or playing a card game together or whatever it is right now. Our favorite thing to do is we're kind of coming into fall. The weather's been beautiful here. We have like a big tree out in the yard with some tree swings under it. And we, they've been coming home from school every day. And we have been taking like 20 minutes, the three kids and I, and just sitting out there and rocking and swinging together. And I'm just literally just asking them about their day with my cell phone and all distractions in the house and we're outside and I'm intentionally listening to them share their hearts. And we're just spending that T I M E together. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's been yeah. such a bucket filler for us. Have you girls tried any, anything like that? No, but now I want to, I mean, I don't have a tree swing, but 
I call it, yeah, I'm calling it island time because everybody just hibernates by the island in our kitchen um, after school. So yeah, the, the phone thing is really important. Um, and something that has been a conviction of, of mine, like it's like a pendulum, you know, or like a wave of sometimes I'm really addicted to my phone by the end of the day that it's really hard to put it down at the end. Um, if I'm honest, and then there's sometimes where I'm like, I put my phone away at the end of working and, and that's fine with me. Um, but I will say in this crazy season, it has been on the counter and I know for me, the solution would be, I just need to be done. And so that I can connect with my kids right after school in whatever capacity that looks like. Yeah. I think for me, it's just, I love the change of the scenery. Um, cause you know, we just, the way our kitchen is set up, it's just, you're on top of each other. And, you know, especially if there's their laptops or their backpacks and stuff like that. So I like the idea to, you know, in South Carolina, we have our, what we call false fall, um, where we'll have some pretty days and then all of a sudden it gets crazy hot again. So, um, it's kind of fun, but just, I like the idea of the changing of, you know, just intentionally going outside or, you know, we could just go on like a little walk up the street or whatever. And that's, I've heard the 10 minute timer thing so many times. So I think that's a really good thing that I'm willing to try. Um, you know, I don't know about you ladies, but some kids are easier to hang out with than others. Mm -hmm. And so I am intentional about some and it's just like, wow, this is just natural, but the others, not so much. <laughs> so, um, I think that would be a good thing for all of us to, to try. That's a good one. Yeah. So many solutions and practical tips shared today. This has been so good. I think just to close this out, I think the joy and motherhood really comes down to devotion versus distraction, being devoted to the, the thoughts, the beliefs, the things, the methods that are going to fill our bucket, fill our kids buckets and spark that joy and motherhood being devoted to more of those things and less of those distractions in our lives. The things that drain our energy, that suck away our joy, our time, our attention, our focus. So if you think devotion versus distraction, almost kind of like a balancing act, right? You want to be more on the side of devotion and the things that are sparking joy. I mean, reality says there's going to be some things coming at you from both sides, mama. Motherhood is going to stay messy. <laughs> it just is. It's real life. It's what it is. But understanding those things that spark joy and fill our bucket and make our kids feel loved and, and understanding the things that fill our bucket and make us feel loved as moms. I think that those things are huge. I think that's a great way to close it out today. Kristen and Michelle, thank you so much for being here and sharing your hearts. This episode was completely packed full of wisdom as always, but this one was extra special. I feel like for me, cause like I said, I'm just all about that joy. So, all right, ladies, until next time you just keep on living and loving with great joy. And we can't wait to see you on the very next moms in the middle talk.